the best tune win. And welcome to the 66th ever episode of Any Ideas, the podcast about coming up with a podcast. I'm Mitch Kreitzman alongside my co-host, Jordan Kreitzman. Jordan, I decided for December, let's uh, Christmas things up a little bit here. Is it Christmas all month, Mitch? Uh, until I have to leave, at least. <laughs> if you want to keep it going after, that's fine, too. Um, but Jordan, I thought, you know, what can we, what kind of fun thing can we do for Christmas this year? Uh, what we did for December last year started out fun and then kind of got tired pretty fast. What was that again? We did recasting literally anything oh. <laughs> with literally anything. Sure. Um, didn't, I, it wasn't... Didn't, do we not have a Christmas-themed uh, brainstorm? Maybe we did. Maybe I'm misremembering. But regardless. Brainstorms seem like forever ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what I decided we'll do this year is basically just bring back old cutting room floor ideas as uh, Christmas versions of them. See sure. if we like them any better that way. So Love the it. idea that we're bringing back this week was our... Uh, our idea of basically just coming up with a different hyper-specific topic to make a bracket out of and then play through the bracket. That was the whole thing. Um, right. So, as my way of Christmatizing this, uh, this specific topic, what I decided to do was create a bracket for uh, what I called cool Christmas songs. Um, what I meant by that was basically avoiding your, uh, your Bing Crosby's and the like, um, you know, all those Christmas songs that came out in the forties that seemed to have stuck around, uh, your Sinatra. Yeah. Like your, your silent nights, uh, your silver bells, what have you. You better Um, watch out. Yeah, exactly. You better not cry. (laughs) You better not bounce. Telling you why. A, <laughs> I can't do it. It's it's all in the same cadence. Just crazy. Yeah. And so like for me for me, I'm not big on traditional Christmas music. Just never really have been. Um Sure. So what's fun for me is is listening to Christmas songs maybe that you don't necessarily think of when you think Christmas every time. Um Maybe some that are a little more obscure. Maybe some that are popular but are more modern, more cool. Um, so that's what I decided to do with uh, this bracket. Now, in within this, we've got um, we've got a cover. We've got uh, some seventies folk music. We've got uh, classic rock. We got indie rock, we got hip hop. It's all in there. So I, I think it's all there, Mitch. I think I encompassed it Big pretty Christmas well. Stew over there. The part that was a little difficult for me was coming up with the seating. Uh, I feel like I've got a, I've got it in a pretty good place. Um, Wait, how, yeah. How did you do this, Mitch? Randomized, or is it our no, perceived? Uh-huh. What'd you do here, Mitch? I did perceived <laughs> seating based on. I did it mostly based on, I would say, popularity. Mostly. I was going to ask, what you should have done if you didn't do this is just like look at number of listens or something <laughs> on Spotify or I would say fans my, of, yeah. I would say my seating is going to be pretty close to that. Okay. 
not not 100%, but pretty close. I think it's popularity combined with sort of cultural impact. Like, how big is it in the Christmas culture? Okay. So, I'll, I'll go into the seating now. Um, sure. Jordan, the audience won't hear this, but for you, I'm just letting you know, I'm going to have significant gaps in between each song as I name them because I'm going to edit it to put in a clip. And when I go to edit it, I want it to be obvious where I'm supposed to put the clips. So there's going to be some gaps. (laughs) Please don't interrupt them. (laughs) So I'm supposed to be dead silent? That's correct. Okay. (laughs) So starting off with the matchup of the one versus the eight seed. Uh, in the one seed, we have Happy Christmas, War is Over by John Lennon. The near and the dear ones, the old and the young. My very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All right. You did not do what I asked. <laughs> Wait, really... oh, I, I didn't know that was already happening. <laughs> and it wasn't even with something useful. It was just, all right. You know, how, how much I typically add to a conversation. <laughs> That's going to be versus the eight seed, which is Christmas in Prison by John Prine. It was Christmas in prison. And the food was real good. We had turkey and pistols carved out of wood. And I dream of her always, even when I don't dream. Her name's on my tongue, and her blood's in my strength. Now, from here, we have the four seed versus the five seed matchup. The winner of this matchup will go on to face the first seed. In the number four seed, we have Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. It was December 24th on Hollis Avenue, the dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park, I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog, oh my God, a ill reindeer. And that's going to go up against the five seed of Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. Now, the two versus seven matchup. We have Last Christmas by Wham in the two seed. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Versus Christmas at the Zoo by Flaming Lips.
In our last bracket, in the three seed, we have Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. The mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Versus Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses. So deck those halls, trim those trees, raise up cups of Christmas cheer. I just need to catch my breath, Christmas by myself this year. Uh, all that said, Jordan, what do you think about the seating I put together here? Um... It's not too bad. Yeah, I think you could kind of see what you're going for. Um, but, uh, I mean, ultimately the best of the best is going to win, right? doesn't really matter. That's right. Ultimately, there's, no, there's no any given day thing here, Mitch. This isn't a basketball game. This is Right. No, ultimately <laughs> it's just us deciding. Yeah. Um, now, if there are any in this list that you don't recognize, which I'm sure it's pretty likely that there's at least one you haven't heard before, uh, one or two, um, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I would I would recommend you go and listen to them before we do this. That small clip that I'm going to play might not necessarily give you a full idea of what it's like. But anyway, all right, let's start off here with the one versus the eight matchup. Okay. Now, I'm well aware how this matchup is going to go. I, I understand that. Um, for me, this was more so a matter of, oh, this is a song that I think is cool, so I want to include it and let people know they should check it out. That's really all there is to it. Um, I'm aware in terms of the actual matchup here, there's not a lot that we can go off of because, I mean, let's be real. Uh, Happy Xmas by John Lennon. It's a, it's arguably the, the most classic song in our bracket. Uh, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's so, uh, so anthemic. Uh, it has the kind of, uh, the hallmarks you look for in a Christmas song, like a children's choir, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm looking for that in every song, Mitch. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, it's always good you, when Rolling they have Rolling Stones, it. Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and I, I think really for 2020, this is a great one too. Um, you know, we're talking, having a happy new year. We hope the next year is a good one. Because uh, really, this one wasn't. Um, <laughs> they and, lied you know, to at, us last year, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and at, at, quite frankly, as of this recording, we're on the 40-year anniversary of John Lennon's death. Oh, wow. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot well, going on here. Um yeah. I personally do really love this song. Like, there's no denying it as a Christmas song. It's just, it's great. Um, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a good combination of, like, cool and classic. I actually don't love it as much as I should. Okay. <laughs> but that being said, I mean, it's the one seed versus the eight seed. And to be frank, the eighth seed, I had to listen to it today for the first time. <laughs> and nothing yeah. wrong with it, by the way. Nothing Which is fair. I totally yeah. understand that. Yeah, I like that style um, of music, but, you know. I, I wanted to include it not only because it was one of the more obscure ones that people were less likely to know, but also I think it, it kind of plays off a different side of Christmas that uh, I think 
Christmas songs are kind of afraid to touch on. The fact that, you know, Christmas isn't great for everybody. Um, you know, this is a guy who's having to spend his Christmas in prison, doesn't get to see his loved ones. I think that's a different angle that's interesting to see. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that is interesting. I mean, a lot of people have been to prison, Mitch. I mean, they need a song too, right? Yeah. <laughs> All they got is and, Johnny Cash and, and this song, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, I do really like this song because it's very, like, quaint, like, storytelling lyrics, like, very stripped down instrumentally and, uh, very emotional. I I like that. I like the song a lot. But that said, I do still have to put in my vote for Happy Xmas. I just think it's one of those Christmas songs that is largely undeniable in the cultural zeitgeist of Christmas music. Yes. So I will agree. Also, um, the other one's too legendary not to put up top. I do have a question for you though, Mitch. What what happens if we disagree? <laughs> uh, I was thinking about this. I figured we could discuss it if it you know we'll cross that bridge when we come to it kind of situation um i'm thinking we may just have to do coin flip get the randomizer (laughs) yes i don't have an actual (laughs) coin on my desk so we would have to do that yes um so yeah we'll see what happens uh if it comes to it we'll talk about it um now the four versus the five this is in my opinion, the hardest of our first round matchups. I feel like I know where I'm going with it, but it's definitely the closest, I think. Oh, so remind um, me. So this is Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC uh, versus the live version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I'll say right off the bat, Bruce Springsteen, definitely hit and miss for me. I'm not, you know, a guy that's listening through the whole back catalog. Mostly I've got a miss, few man. that I... What was that? <laughs> Mostly miss. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. It's we're, not... I mean, we've been open about it probably on this podcast. Bruce Springsteen, not really for us. I mean, yeah, I'm right. just saying. Um, great song, I th- though. I think great. Born to Run's a really great song. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, and like for, for this song, I think if it was a non-Christmas song, I wouldn't be giving it time of day. But for me, because it's a Christmas song... I'm willing to acknowledge, like, compared to other Christmas songs, it is good, and I like it. Um, yeah. It has a great it, sax solo in it. I appreciate that. It's true. Um, yeah, it's, um, I guess the live version of Springsteen is just more fun than his, uh, yes, his uh, for sure. recordings, right? Because, I don't know, I, you can feel the energy a little more. I, I get it. You don't always get the full East Street band in the recordings, in the studio. Yeah, you're not feeling the electricity of Van Zandt in the background. <laughs> Why was I also going to go straight to Little Stevie? I don't That's all understand. I know. <laughs> hey, we're going to go whack a guy? <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. Um, so yeah, that, that said, we're not huge on Bruce Springsteen, but I do think this makes for a solid Christmas song, especially with the live energy. Um, it's got the nice build-up, Mitch. What was that? It's got a great build-up. Yes, it definitely does. It, yeah. It's a banger. I'm not going to lie. It's the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> um, maybe you remember this, Jordan. Maybe not. But our uh, the classic rock station that we listened to most growing up, I want to say they've just played this song a ton around in December. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's my main that's memory familiar. of this song. Yeah. Uh, 105.9? I'm talking 105.9, of okay. course. Yeah. Yes. 
Now, we're talking up this song, but I really got to say, I think <laughs> our next one here is really the the sleeper of the, the tournament here. I think Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC is an incredible Christmas song. Yeah. It is so, so good. And I think part of it, too, is that I think making a Christmas hip-hop song is kind of a uh kind of a hard nut to crack um mm-hmm. one i did not include on here uh is player's ball by outcast and only the only the single version is a christmas song because they reference the player's ball happening on christmas day like in the chorus but for whatever <laughs> reason the album version does not they changed the lyrics i can't exp- i think they like released it as a single near christmas but then when the album came out they switched it, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, Christmas and Hollis, the beat is incredible. It's all about them like seeing Santa Claus in Brooklyn, I think, which is great. I mean, that's such a good premise for a song. That um, makes it even better, Mitch. I, don't, I didn't even listen to the lyrics, but DMC's mom is cooking yeah. chicken and collard greens. I, I remember oh, that. Nice. Um, no, I mean, the song is incredible. It's, it oftentimes makes me think of the uh, season two Christmas episode of The Office where they just decide to really get sloshed. Um, <laughs> yeah. They do the same thing in uh, one of the Christmas episodes of Chuck. <laughs> they're they're all dancing in the, uh, the uh, oh God, what was that store they worked at? The It's a play on Best Buy. Yeah, I don't remember. The, I don't remember, but they're all just dancing to that song <laughs> it's kind of like the adult christmas party anthem i think yeah yeah every tv episode ever that's having an adult christmas party plays it yeah so i i think we're both kind of showing our hand here but i feel pretty confident that my yeah. vote is for christmas and hollis mine is as well because i do love that song but i'll give bruce springsteen credit as much as i like hate a lot of his catalog yeah i i i respect that song it's good yeah i agree it's good um, the next matchup is one that I will say is, <sighs> I don't dislike either of these songs. I like them both because obviously they're on the bracket, but this is kind of the least interesting of the, of the matchups to me. Okay. Um, so this is the two seed, which is last Christmas by Wham, um, up against Christmas at the zoo by the flaming lips. Um, so I first want to talk about the Flaming Lips song because it's like, it's pretty much just like an album cut on like their, I think it's on their first album. Uh, literally just like this, the whole song's about like, he was bored on Christmas Eve, so he decided to go loud, let out all the animals from the zoo. Like that's the whole song basically. <laughs> um, but I think it's a very fun, like silly song. I think it's like, like a great indie rock song for the time. Yeah. Um, sure. It's pretty tangentially Christmas. Um, but I think it's a good song. Um, but I think if you talk about modern Christmas classics, like of the last 40 years, mm-hmm. I think Last Christmas by Wham is really only number two to All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Like, I think sure. the, I think if you talk about the last 40 years, like those are the two that have become mainstays. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but... Yeah, none of none none of them compare 
popularity to the, the Mariah Carey one. No, they really don't. <laughs> that one's, um, I saw a really funny meme on Reddit probably a few weeks back where they show uh, the time lapse of popularity of Mariah Carey's song and these huge, you know, spikes yes. around Christmas. And someone zoomed in on just a little uptick in November. <laughs> did you see that? No, I did not. <laughs> the guy, there's just that picture of that guy. I don't know what it's from, but he's basically just got this crazy face saying, like, incoming or something like that. Sure. Or here it comes, I think. Um, <laughs> I think I find it, said it to you. But yeah, I mean, this song is also just hugely popular. Um, and I do like the song. I think uh, I think George Michael has a really great voice. Um, I like that 80s, like, synthy pop sound. It, it's... Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's it's not aged great, I would say, but I think, like, there's still enough 80s nostalgia out in the world that it, it doesn't matter. Um, by the way, sure. George Michael has a really good live cover of uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me by Elton John. Um, Does he? Yeah, and Elton John, like, joins him for the second half of the song. It's a great live performance, but regardless... Um, I do think he has a really great voice. I think this song is a classic for a reason. It's kind of it's it very it very much is like Christmas the Christmas song for that era. It's kind of like it it's still hugely popular, but yeah, I'll listen to it a couple times during the. Well, I've not heard many Christmas songs at all this year because I'm not driving, <laughs> but but uh, when I was driving to and from work, was, you know. I'll go and sure. I'll listen to the Wham song a few times. It gets old though. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, I, uh, I think ultimately yeah. for me, this one does come down more to the cultural impact. Um, and obviously, that's gonna go to Last Christmas. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I like the song. The other one again that the Seven Seed. I had to listen to that for the first time today, <laughs> and there's nothing right, wrong with right. it. It's just you know, I have no nostalgia to it. Yeah, right. Uh, now, our last matchup, I'm going to give you my hot take right off the bat and say that I think we have our first upset of the tournament. <laughs> um, I think we're both going to agree, but maybe I'm <laughs> well, wrong. No, I, I don't know. I think you don't know uh, my thoughts. <laughs> so we have the number three seed of Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney uh, versus the number six seed of Christmas Wrapping uh, by the waitresses. So, Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Do I only listen to it because it's a, a Paul McCartney song? Yes. Of course. <laughs> yes. Is the song good? I don't think no. so. <laughs> it's very, yeah. It. I've thought this a lot, too. I, I just... I don't understand. It's just so simplistic. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That's all it is. It's not <laughs> catchy. It's not simply. catchy. It's this so is all wordy. That's I'm simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I'm simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That's all Christmas you need to time. know, audience. <laughs> um, yeah, frankly, I'm disappointed in Paul McCartney for never having come up with a better... Yeah, it's Christmas like he just like released it after John Lennon released his just to have another Christmas song. <laughs> right. But didn't have the time right. to think of a good one. I'm trying to think like, I I, th- I feel like people 
people in general kind of like to poke fun at Paul McCartney's post-Beatles discography for parts of it. Um, in general, I think his career with Wings, a lot of good songs came from yeah. that. Um, obviously, you got Band on the Run, you got Jet. There, there's plenty. Mm. They're great. Um, I think his solo career post Wings is a little bit hit and miss. Like, I think that's a fair. Sure. I think that's a fair opinion to have. Um, I think like uh, I feel like this is one that people don't love, but I do think Silly Love Songs is a good song. Like, I oh, enjoy yeah. it. He's got a lot of very minimalist um, type songs in his solo career that are yes, good. and no right. offense to John Lennon, but he had a bunch of duds too in his solo career. <laughs> his first, his first yeah. two solo albums were bangers, and then after that, I mean, I could take it or leave it. If I'm being totally honest with you, <laughs> uh, remind me what the uh, the very sexual John and Yoko album is called. Uh, the one, where, the one just... where the cover is just basically them looking into each <laughs> other's eyes, isn't it? I think there's two that look the same, right? Because there's like milk and honey. Or something. I'm and gonna then have there's to look also it like now. I was double fantasy. Double fantasy I, is what I'm, I'm thinking I of. I might be thinking of they might have made a greatest hits or something with the same type of image. I don't know. I got okay. a record somewhere from our grandpa. <laughs> but uh Yeah, okay. I was thinking of double fantasy. Yeah, but like the mind games uh, that record came out in- and the whole like covers record. I don't think I knew that uh, Double Fantasy came out in 1980. Yeah. I assume before his passing. Yeah. No, I yeah, I mean... Uh, so what, Plastic Ono Band and Imagine are Yeah, those two. are good records, and then everything else is just yeah. kind of average. So, I mean, really need to lay right. off Paul McCartney. <laughs> also, look, if we can be entirely honest, uh, uh, from what we know about the four of them, as a person, John Lennon's by far the worst everyone acts like he was the he best was a, but <laughs> i mean i do to an extent believe in separating the art from the artist i don't think we should ignore the things that artists have yeah. done but i also think if you have a personal connection to the art that they created i think your own interpretation of it should be separate from who they are as people because it carries different weight in that situation sure. however i think it's still important to acknowledge these kind of things yeah John Lennon was very much a domestic abuser and did not care at all about Julian Lennon and just completely yeah. ignored him. Meanwhile, Paul McCartney um, seems like an all right guy. And I've heard a lot about the Beatles yes. over the years, and I've never really heard much bad about him. I mean, I heard they basically all like had sex in the same room or like would do like circle jerks <laughs> and stuff just with each other and like well, had, that's a bond, you know, right whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, but ultimately, like, yeah, I mean, Paul McCartney's been married multiple times, but f- it sounds like those are all pretty, like, amicable. Yeah. I think he has, like, a Who good relationship yeah. with Linda still and that kind of it's stuff. It's not like, because even, like, George Harrison, like, he's just, like, sleeping with other people's wives, right? Didn't he? I swear, like, yeah. he sleep with Ringo's wife. He's just like, oops, sorry, bro. <laughs> Remind me, was it? The, so I know something and Layla are about the same person, but was she with either of them? Uh, oh, not Ray, uh, Ringo is completely separate of that. No, yeah. no, I know, but she was uh, with both of them at various. Eric points. Clapton and yeah, so Eric Clapton and George Harrison were with the same woman at various points, and those songs are about the same yeah. person. Right. I didn't know if he was like if George Harrison had like 
uh, like taken her from Eric Clapton and what the situation was. Yeah. Oh, really? George Harrison dated her first. Can you imagine leaving George Harrison for Eric Clapton? (laughs) No, thanks. (laughs) Eric Clapton's fine and all, but he's been kind of crappy recently, so whatever. (laughs) Um, but regardless, uh, we've gotten way... Uh, <laughs> That's all right. That's, way on a tangent here. <laughs> we had to talk about our sixth scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. It's a great yeah, Mitch, song. This, this is the funny one. I don't know if you recall. I've been on the record before saying that this is the greatest Christmas song of all time. I don't yes, know if I'll vote that way today. I'm just saying, in the past, I have been on record stating as such. Because, Mitch, it's a yeah, banger. no, it, no, and that's yeah. totally fair. It's, unique uh, it's sound. very much, it's very much in that like power pop glam rock era of the late seventies, yeah. like stuff like Cheap Trick and Blondie, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but as a Christmas song, and it's a great yeah. song. It's just got a good. Um, uh, I don't know what how to describe it. It's just, it's just a good sound with the vocals, and um, again, it's one of those Christmas songs that's just kind of not about your standard Christmassy things. Um, right. It's just a, it's a fun upbeat song, uh atypical sound from what you'll get from mm-hmm. a Christmas song, which is also great. There's a lot to love yeah, about this. Yeah, and then that song. uh saxophone, right? Think saxophone? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah. Classic Mitch. That's great. Um No, it's an excellent song. Um I really didn't intend for Wonderful Christmas Time to get dunked on this hard, but it is just how things worked out. Hey, at least we said Paul McCartney Um, was a good guy. (laughs) Yeah. As a human being, we don't know of anything bad about him. He would have been really dunked on if we just shitted on his song and then proceeded to talk about how George Harrison had sex with his wife or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it could have just gone bad for him in every way, but... No, I mean, clearly the vote here is unanimous for Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. Um, so our our semifinals here are are set, Jordan. So uh, right. we have uh, Happy Xmas War is Over by John Lennon versus Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. And then we have Last Christmas by Wham versus Christmas Wrapping by the waitresses. Now, these these last couple rounds will go quicker, obviously. Yeah. Because we've already shared our thoughts. Um, Happy Xmas versus Christmas and Hollis. Um, I feel like we've already showed our hand here a bit. Um, We were in agreement that Happy Xmas is a good Christmas song, of course. It's very much in the... It's it's part of Christmas culture. Like, it's not not obscure in any way. Um, But, like we just talked about, John Lennon, real bad guy. (laughs) Um, So that could potentially play into this. Um, Christmas and Hollis, I feel like, is sort of like the cool Christmas anthem. Like, cool people celebrating Christmas, partying, having a couple drinks. This is the song. (laughs) Yeah, lampshade on the head, of course. That's that's the type of Um, thing you listen to to Christmas and Hollis with. (laughs) You have... You have lampshade on your head. You're drinking from a margarita machine, singing karaoke at the cool Christmas office party. Yeah. Um, that's the life that you're living. You're listening to the John um, Lennon song at some uh, kids' choir <laughs> at your kids' Catholic school. <laughs> it's it's a song that it's a song that your cool uncle will have on the background at Christmas Eve, real quiet. 
to like show that he's not a total fuddy duddy. Um, but all he's doing is showing that he is a fuddy duddy. <laughs> but all he's doing is showing that he supports <laughs> domestic abusers. I'm I'm kidding. I mean, it's true that it's, that did happen, but I'm kidding about harping on it so much. Um. So I mean, to me, if the debate here is cool Christmas songs, you know, at a certain point the cultural impact can't yeah. be denied. But I think Christmas and Hollis also has enough cultural impact that I'm going to give it the edge here. And I think that's going to be my pick. Yeah, that's going to be my pick too. And I'm basing this purely just off songs I just like to listen to, like on the radio while driving or whatever. I'll listen to the John Lennon one a few times again, but I don't know if it's just because the Run DMC song doesn't come on as much, but I feel like I can always listen to that one. Yeah, and agreed. It's just more catchy. So, I mean, it's just, there's nothing wrong with the John Lennon song, but it's just, you know, it's like a choir single, um, which is good. Yeah, no, that's I very, that's it, very but, true. Yeah. And uh, again, in the semifinal matchup. <laughs> yeah, I'm real, I already know where this is going to go. I'm I'm already worried about the finals. <laughs> where, where do we go? <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it here briefly, of course. I mean, uh, like we were saying before, Last Christmas obviously that has the much wider cultural impact between these two songs. But I think stylistically and like how cool the song is and re-listenable, yeah. I do think Christmas rapping definitely takes the edge in those categories. Yeah. And, you know, again, I I mean, um, Last Christmas is definitely more catchy than John Lennon's song. So it's got that going for it. Um, yes, definitely. But there's also... G- George Michael advocate for for gay rights but also did get caught having sex in a public bathroom and <laughs> don't get me wrong that's way less of an offense than what john lennon did i mean it, he still was arrested for still, it but i think ultimately dirty. yeah and i mean yeah it's not ideal but we never talked by the way how the whole uh don't let the sun go down on me that's like the most erotic song i've ever heard in my life <laughs> oh, it's very, very homoerotic, but I respect it. Yeah, that's great. Um, he sang that with Elton. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, um, no, so I mean, no, uh, no disparaging on this song here. I think it's like such a. I think it's so so much a part of Christmas culture for a reason. But I think for like us and our personal tastes, Christmas rapping yeah, is so. Like great. I said before, it's more dynamic. It's the thing about Last Christmas; it just doesn't really change. It's just always yeah. kind of on no, the same beat. I think that's beat. fair. Same thing with the John Lennon song. You're just always there. But like wrapping paper, yeah, right. it, it's got, you know, it's got changes to it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean that that brings us to the finals. Right. Um and really, I don't know this is probably where I could have predicted the finals ending up from <laughs> the beginning. Um not to say there weren't some difficult mm-hmm. choices in there. Um but I think this this is really this is where it gets tough. The, the toughest matchup. And I, we have. I don't really don't mind if either one wins, to be honest. Um, but this one's tough, yeah, because I'm trying to look at the big picture. If you're talking cool, you know, cool songs, Run DMC song is probably the coolest. The, but I, but even still, I do think they're both very cool in yeah, their own way. Yeah, especially wrapping paper, because it's just like you don't. It's even less popular than Run DMC, right? Like, if you heard that at a Christmas party, right. you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> it's, 
No, that's yeah, what I'm I saying. Mean, like, it's not. Um, it's more well known than like the seven and eight seed in this matchup, yeah. obviously. But I would say of the other ones, it's definitely the least well known. Yeah. So um, I mean, it, it's that's a bit of a toss up. Like I said, in terms of like um, changes and dynamics to the song, I would also probably say wrapping paper. It's more just the nature of hip hop, though. <laughs> That's going against yeah, that. Yeah, no, but. I mean, it's... I, I do think what's what's making this difficult, too, is that it is a little bit of apples and oranges. Yeah. I think, like, I think what makes these... I think, ultimately, in terms of broad categories, what makes both of these songs great, it's a lot of the same yeah. reasons. But with one of them being hip-hop and one of them being rock, it's just difficult to compare right. them based on how they do those things because they do them completely differently. Yeah, and I... I think yeah. for me, it really is like 50 50. So, I mean, I'm willing to just let the coin decide. <laughs> let the coin decide. You'd, yeah, you know, I I think I'm okay with that because, I mean, I I could probably lean one way over another, but I'm, I'm happy to do a flip because I really don't mind who wins because I love both songs. Right. That's, and, and, um, I think they're both great at what they're trying to accomplish. I think they just are doing completely different things, and so it's such a difficult yeah. comparison. I mean, in terms of technicalities here, it's going to be completely random who wins. I think ultimately in our hearts, it's a tie. Yeah, yeah. The winner is, this is more of a, um, we have to pick a winner. That's right. part of the podcast There has to be rules. a winner, otherwise we're already <laughs> removing the premise. In our contract, um, we have to pick winners, Mitch. So, so Jordan, what I'm going to do, rather than flipping a coin, because I don't have a coin, um, I've decided how I'm going to do this is using the random number generator. Yes. I'm going to have it generate a random number from 1 to 100. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could have just done op- 1 to 2, but all right. If it's an odd number, Christmas and Hollis wins. If it's an even number, Christmas wrapping wins. All right. <laughs> no, I, I could have done yeah. one to two, but this feels more it's fun to me because it's going to come up. It's going to come up with a completely different number, which I like. All right, wait, wait, wait. So, so Jordan, wait, uh, even odd was uh, Run DMC. Even was uh, the waitresses. Okay, exactly. So Jordan, I'm going to. Do it on the count of three okay. here. One, two, three. Oh, wow. Jordan, the number that it gave me was 32. 32. Which means that Christmas Wrapping has won our cool Christmas songs tournament by the flip of a coin, metaphorically speaking. Um, now, you know what I would love? Um is if the folks out there want to recreate a bracket with their own answers and send that out on social media. We'd love to see your thoughts, of course. Any thoughts at all, um, really. <laughs> So make sure you're still yeah. out there. <laughs> I will say, uh, you know, with Spotify wrapped uh, happening now in December, a couple of folks did reach out to me who listened to their podcasts on Spotify to, to show me that they were in their top podcasts of the year. Um, so people are listening, so that's really exciting. Is that a real thing? To see that, so, yeah, so, so first of all, shout out to Tyler, who had us number three on his list of podcasts okay. for the year, um, and shout out to, uh, my friend Lindsay, who had us in number one by, like, a lot. Wow. 
People, so people are so still she, listening. She works. To she works in landscaping, and she spent she spent a lot of the year getting caught up on the backlog while working. <laughs> um, so, nice. you know, the people are out there. Maybe maybe people want to send us their brackets. Who knows? Um, but look, that's all just our opinion. We just wanted to have a little fun here, um, and who knows what we're gonna dig up next week for our uh, for our next Christmas yeah, episode. Yeah, Mitch, we, we appear to have gone completely off script the last couple weeks. So. <laughs> you know what? I'm enjoying it, so I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the audience is quite aware just how weird this podcast is gonna get <laughs> in a few weeks. So. Yeah. In- Enjoy the slight semblance of sanity we still have before it really just <laughs> completely devolves into something else entirely. Um, so, I mean, hey, that's going to do it for us this week, Jordan. I had a lot of fun doing this. Yes. To be completely honest, I don't know why we didn't pilot this in the first place. Just coming up with completely arbitrary brackets. Yeah, why? It's fun. Why, that sounds like a me idea. Why did we... Is that was it not a me idea? I mean, I came up with the idea. Uh, it, I don't know. Well, I do. I remember. The, I think it was one of those ones where we assumed it would already existed, oh, so we maybe. got rid of it. Which now that we don't care about that, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, we stopped caring about that after like episode that, four. That must have been an early idea. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time yeah. ago for sure. Um, so look, if we were in your top podcast this year, or if you wanted us to be, but it didn't quite work out, um. You know, go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts, and and tell your friends about us. Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll edge you out and have more minutes listened to edge next you year. Out. Um, <laughs> I don't what? know. It just something sounded dirty about that. <laughs> you just heard the word edge. You said and edge you out. I don't thought know. of <laughs> you. Whatever. Um, we're at Any Ideas Podcast on Twitter, Any Ideas on Facebook, and the Any Ideas Pod at gmail.com. Uh, the theme is Be Like You by Solo from the album Nosebleeds. And until next time, remember, turns out there are plenty of bad ideas in brainstorming. And congratulations to all our winners, including you. This has been a Kermit the Prague production.